0: Today from the Global Lane, Bibles burned, churches restricted, America's Judeo-Christian values under assault.
1: Christians should be the most alarmed in a sense.
0: A California county responds to Governor Newsom's restrictions, giving sanctuary to churches.
1: This
2: law, whether it was intended to punish churches, it did.
0: Build the wall? How about build the monuments, raising two statues for each one torn down? and what you may not know about the woman who could become only a heartbeat away from the presidency. And it's all right here on The Global Lane. Replacing America's Judeo-Christian foundation with secular religion. Those efforts may be happening at a record pace in the aftermath of the George Floyd incident. Interviewed recently on the Fox program Life, Liberty, and Levin, U.S. Attorney General William Barr said the left has pulled away from the umbrella of classical liberal values have undergirded America and have made a secular religion out of complete political victory
3: that is essentially their state of grace and their in their secular religion they want to run people's lives so they can design utopia for all of us and that's what you know that's what turns them on, and it's the it's the lust for
0: power. Barr says that means the left is not interested in dialogue or compromise. Well, here to weigh in with more is author, speaker, radio host Eric Metaxas. His latest book is If You Can Keep It, The Forgotten Promise of American Liberty. Eric, we've seen Antifa leftists burning flags, Bibles in Portland, and then threatening to tear down a 56-foot cross in Eugene, Oregon. Churches are burned. Restrictions against people attending services during COVID-19 in California. Is America forgetting its Judeo-Christian roots? Why is this happening now?
1: America uh, is, generally speaking, definitely forgetting its Judeo-Christian roots. But I just want to say I praise the Lord that uh, these folks are doing these things. Because in the past... Uh, they would hide this, and people would think that, well, they just have a different point of view. By coming out of the closet and doing these brazen, shocking things, uh, they have really stepped into a realm where we can all see precisely what they stand for. When you burn a Bible or burn an American flag, uh, they did both in Portland recently, you have to understand, this has very little to do with Christians, The Bible is the book that gave us the West. In other words, whether you're an atheist or an agnostic or a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew, if you live in a place like the United States of America, it's because people took ideas from the Bible. These are God's ideas about self-government and liberty, about having a, a relationship with the creator where I govern myself. That led to freedom and led to tremendous Prosperity, human flourishing, thriving, the elevation of human dignity. So this is the sort of thing that Christians should be the most alarmed in a sense. But everyone who has a stake in civility, everyone who has a stake in uh, being able to have open debate, to figure out what's actually best for everybody, what's best for the country. Christendom uh, in Europe over the last two millennia, That's what gave us the possibility of creating something like the United States of America. We used to know that as a people, and even not just Americans used to know that. Everyone in Europe, I mean, Churchill uh, would would quote the Bible. They knew that when they were fighting totalitarianism, whether it's Hitler or Stalin, they knew what they were fighting. They were fighting a godless, tyrannical view that sees human beings not created— in the image of God, as the Bible declares, not created as something that God adores, but uh, on the contrary, as something that can be used for anyone's ends, for the the state's ends. You're going to attack churches. You're going to attack Christians. Hitler did precisely the same thing. In my book, Bonhoeffer, I talk about it extensively. He went after the church. He was very wise in the beginning, very canny, uh, but eventually the gloves came off, and you saw the kinds of things uh, in in churches like Martin Niemoller's church. The Gestapo would come in there just to threaten them. We see that happening with certain governors in certain states. Uh, well, let's we let's really talk like about California. a couple of those.
0: Let's talk about yeah. a couple of those governors yeah. in California. Newsom has restricted gatherings in homes to less than 10. Now, that's had an impact on life groups, home Bible meetings. In China, and I've been there a number of times, the Communist Party doesn't become overly concerned with House meetings until they reach 50 or more. So this is worse than China. What do you Listen, think?
1: In the United States of America, we are being reminded of what it means to be an American. And again, forgive me for referring to my book, but it's why I wrote my book, If You Can Keep It. I said, we have forgotten what it means to be an American, and we have forgotten to see to, to recognize overreach, to recognize when somebody like a governor like Gavin Newsom does something like that, we should all instantly say, that's un-American, you can't do that in America. And by the way, we won't abide by that. We are a free people— uh if, if some of us have forgotten, others of us remember, and we will scream and shout until people understand, you don't do this in America. You have no right to do this in America. You have no right to say that worshiping uh, God is unnecessary, but casinos are necessary. That's arbitrary. It's the kind of thing that you see uh, in third-world dictatorships, where you know they, they persecute whoever they want to persecute. Uh, We're supposed to have justice for all. We're not supposed to have a a double-tiered justice system. All of these things are wake-up calls, mainly for the body of Christ.
0: Finally then, Eric, what is the solution? I know Bonhoeffer said politics are not the task of a Christian, yet he was involved in the resistance against the Nazis, so that's why he was executed. Should Christians be more
1: engaged in politics? Christians should be very engaged in politics. The, the idea of making an idol of politics, that's another story. But any Christian who says, I'm not going to vote because I can't decide, uh, you know, neither of them is perfect enough. or If you don't vote, you, Mr. Christian, Mrs. Christian, you are on the hook for whoever gets elected and whoever does tremendously harmful things. If you care about the poor, we are commanded to care for the poor. Who you elect or who you allow to be elected uh, is going to put out policies that are either going to help people get on their feet or are going to harm them and keep them trapped in perpetual bondage to the state, which is what the Democrats have done for over 50 years. So I'm sorry to say. We must get involved. And the only reason we have governors like Governor Newsom in California is because evangelicals didn't vote. They're not registered to vote. They didn't vote. This is a scandal. And anything I can do to help people see that is bad theology, that is not biblical theology, you must get involved. God calls us to get involved, if not for our sake, for the sake of all the others who are going to be affected by these horrific uh, ultimately, Marxist policies that elevate the state over the individual, uh, and that do not understand what American freedom was or is, and and certainly don't want it to continue to be.
0: Okay, Eric Metaxas, speaker, radio host, author. Your latest book is If You Can Keep It: The Forgotten Promise of American Liberty. Thanks for sharing your thoughts today, Eric.
1: My privilege. Thank you.
0: Illegal immigrants are finding refuge from federal deportation in at least 20 sanctuary cities and counties in the state of California. But how about sanctuary cities and counties for churches? It's a new idea advanced by our next guest, San Luis Obispo County District Attorney Dan Dow. Dan, thanks for joining us. You've declared your county a sanctuary county for churches. Why and how does it work?
2: That's right. Well, first of all... uh, since the coronavirus pandemic, our governor and our Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation has released tens of thousands of state prisons uh, inmates, uh, because we're afraid that they may contract the coronavirus. Um, while doing that, they have also now made it a crime by making it a misdemeanor for people to sing in their houses of worship. Um, I think that's the definition of insanity, to be letting people out of state prison for very violent offenses, while we're punishing law-abiding citizens for exercising their faith and practicing their religion.
0: And also I understand there are limits on the number of people allowed in homes, which definitely affects life groups, Bible studies, that kind of thing, right?
2: That's right. There's a general prohibition from having meetings indoors in homes or in other locations, uh, 10 or more. And so um, it absolutely does also put a restriction on... People of for any reason wanting to get together, but especially uh, important for those people of faith that want to gather in a house church or in a uh, in a small group setting.
0: I'm sure, Dan, some critics are saying, oh, sanctuary counties for illegal immigrants are not okay with you, but sanctuary churches are. What kind of response have you gotten from people in your county?
2: Well, as uh, you may know, and the public needs to know, is every district attorney, at least in California, has what we call prosecutorial discretion. We have an obligation to only go forward on cases that we can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, and also that they would be in the interest of justice. Um, I, as I alluded to earlier, uh, strongly feel that it would be against the interest of justice for us to punish criminally citizens choosing to worship God or their whatever religion they have um, at a time when we're going through a pandemic. I mean, if anything, we need people to spend more time in their faith um, seeking help from the Almighty uh, to answer this coronavirus and to protect our our communities and our nation.
0: And, and what are the people in the churches telling you are are many of them gathering anyway or what's happening there?
2: you know there's there's a whole uh, broad spectrum of what's happening. There are those that are still continuing to meet. Um, most of those that I've heard are doing their best to encourage distancing, having you know they're not packing out the rows and the pews they're separating. Uh, they all have uh, hand sanitation, uh, liquids there, gels, and there uh, some are wearing masks and some services. A lot of churches are meeting outdoors, which is what my my personal uh, church is doing. We're meeting in the pastor's backyard. Uh, we've had large attendances there and uh, so that's been one way that we've dealt with it. But I just want to make it clear that um, you know this law, whether it was intended to punish churches, it did it, people of faith by regulating, Uh, the way that they practice their faith. And our First Amendment to the United States Constitution says um, that Congress shall make no law, and it applies to the states, no law to either respect a particular religion and require that someone follow that, or prohibit the free exercise of religion. This clearly is prohibiting the free exercise of religion. And as the district attorney, my charge is to protect the citizens, uh, both from law violators, but also from... uh, Laws that overreach, and in this case, I believe this was an overreach that I'm not willing to uh, support and prosecute in my county.
0: And, and that isn't even really a law, is it? It's just an executive order or a gubernatorial decree.
2: Well, it's it's a uh, it's a order, and our California law says that it's a misdemeanor, uh, punishable as a misdemeanor offense to violate any orders that are given by the health director, um, or in this case, the uh, the governor. Really is directing the health director to issue these, these orders.
0: And what are the chances that governor Newsom, uh, the state attorney general or some disgruntled citizen uh, may challenge the sanctuary church declaration in court?
2: Well, the district attorney has the uh, complete authority to bring all criminal charges in California uh, within my jurisdiction of the County. The attorney general um, can at his discretion come in and, and, uh choose to prosecute cases that we do not go forward on uh but if the attorney general was interested in doing that to prosecute people for attending church and singing um i think we've got bigger issues and i I don't foresee the attorney general doing that although it would be within his power to come in and, and uh enforce this if he wishes to do so
0: and finally dan so what is the message to your governor and the governors of other states who continue to restrict church worship and singing
2: My message is is that, while it's important that we protect the health and well-being of our citizens, we need to encourage people of faith, no matter what their faith is, to come together, uh, to pray for our our communities, to pray for an end to the coronavirus. And we cannot let um, our desire for health and safety to trump or violate uh, the rights that we are all guaranteed under the Constitution. Our nation exists today because the Founding Fathers came here for exactly this, that is the freedom to worship in any way they saw fit without the government getting involved and interfering with that. And I think that's the biggest message that um, that I want the governor to hear, that he needs to very carefully tailor his orders and the health, order to, uh, health orders from the health department uh, to avoid any kind of discrimination against religious freedom.
0: Okay, San Luis Obispo County District Attorney Dan Dow, thanks for sharing your time and your insights. Thank you, Gary. Some Democrats are elated that Joe Biden has chosen California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Others aren't too pleased. Well, back with us to set us straight is Vince Everett Ellison. He's author of the book The Iron Triangle, inside the liberal Democratic plan to use race to divide Christians and Americans in their quest for power and how we can defeat them. Vince, good to see you. So tell me some Democrats refer to Harris as a female Obama, yet many from the party's left wing their base are unhappy with this pick. Why?
4: Oh, I don't know why they wouldn't be happy. I mean, Kamala Harris has shown them, you know, how to do the thing that they want to do the most, and that is get uh, the votes and make a, 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 a state, a socialist bastion. I mean, she got promoted because, uh, you know, being a black uh, Democrat, she did what black Democrats do, and that is keep black people down. Uh, the black unemployment rate is, uh, you know, the lowest and highest in the country. Black education, the worst schools in the country, the cities are burning, they abort half the babies, they destroyed the Black family, but they get 90 percent of the Black vote. And that's all that matters. And Kamala Harris has told Joe Biden, if you uh, make me VP, I'll show you how to do it in the rest of the country. So look out, America. If you love the inner cities of Chicago, uh, you love L.A. and San Francisco, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to bring it right to your doorstep. And that's what they want.
0: And Vince, former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown had urged Biden not to choose Harris. Why would he not want his former girlfriend to run for vice president?
4: Probably because he knows her very, very well. They put Joe in a box. And uh, when these 100 black liberal men came out and told him that if you don't pick a black woman, we're going to uh, destroy your candidacy, he didn't have any choice but to do it. But it's amazing that this party that always claims that you should use race or gender bias to make decisions, uh use race and gender bias to make this decision and the thing and, and, and it's amazing because what they actually did was they broke federal law they excluded white men white people from even being considered for the job but the democrats of course never cared much about the law they uh, systematically disobeyed the 14th 15th the 13th amendment for 100 years between 1865 and 1965 so this is nothing new for them
0: is this going to help or hurt Biden with blacks and others this fall
4: it's going to hurt it much more than he thinks it'll help him most Black men are not going to forget that Kamala Harris has spent most of her career locking Black men up for crimes she herself committed. She admitted to smoking, smoking marijuana and was locking up Black men for it. Uh, she has never been a person that considered herself a friend to the Black community. She has always been concerned about one person, and that's Kamala Harris. And if she, if, you, if she can lock up Black men and get promoted, she'll do it. If she can keep the Black community down and get promoted, she'll do it. She's just like the rest of the Iron Triangle. They know that if they help the Democratic Party get reelected, it helps them. And that's all they're concerned about.
0: Okay, Vince Everett-Ellison, thank you for setting us straight today, Vince. Good to see you. Thank you. You're probably familiar with Build the Wall. How about Build the Monuments? A new effort is underway here in the United States to replace monuments and statues torn down by radical protesters with new national monuments, two for every one torn down. It's an idea spearheaded by our next guest. He's David Thomas Roberts, the founder of Two Times Monuments. He's here to set us straight on the effort. David, so how did you come up with this idea?
3: Well, actually, I just got sick and tired of uh, watching these monuments being torn down, uh, taken out without any public input, uh, either by the mob or or by uh, mayors and city councilors who do it cowardly in the middle of the night.
0: So many Americans believe that some of those monuments uh, needed to come down, especially those of Confederate leaders. So, what type of monuments are we talking about here? Who will Americans be honoring?
3: Well, let's talk about the Confederate monuments for a minute, because this is where it all started. And actually, this effort to do the to start taking down Confederate monuments really started in earnest in 2015 after the the Dylan Roof murders in Charles, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, you know, we always said that it wasn't going to stop with Confederate. If you thought it was going to stop with Confederate monuments, it won't. Right now, the number one monument that's been dismantled is Christopher Columbus, followed by Robert E. Lee. So it's not just the Confederate monuments you're seeing them uh, destroy and take down monuments to Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, uh, even uh, deface the Virgin Mary. I mean, it's it, it's endless. So um, uh, we just decided to do something about it. And uh, you know that there's not one of these monuments. And for the folks that thinks that they they need to come down, we can't find a single instance throughout the country where a city council or a mayor or a state legislature had put it to a referendum or a vote of the community that that has the statutes. So every one of these things has either been torn down or defaced by mobs or by a city council or mayor that thinks they, they suddenly are the arbiters of history.
0: So what, what type of monuments are we talking about? What ones do you want to uh, put up in place and how are you going to do it? Where? How do you prevent radicals from then tearing those down?
3: We're contacting these, these cities uh, for, because of, I, I think a lot of their intent is to destroy them. And, and it's not, again, I, this is not, we're not focused solely on Confederate monuments. We're focused on any uh, historical monuments of founding fathers or anything that's been taken down uh, in this manner. And, and so uh, we're contacting them. And, and so we're linking land, private landowners. Uh, we have donors, uh, we have artists that will recommission ones that have been destroyed. And, and we're gonna erect these on private property. And if they're on private property, we can control them. Uh, private property uh, can control access to them. But our number one goal is to, is to provide public access for these, just like they had them before, but be able to control them so that they can't be destroyed or defaced.
0: Okay, so preserve history and put it to a vote. David Thomas Roberts of Two Times Monuments, thank you for your time.
3: Thank you. And anybody can go to our site and see what we're up to and donate 2xmonuments.org. Okay, thanks, David. Thank you.
0: So Joe Biden and perhaps Barack Obama and other Democratic leaders have selected Kamala Harris to be Biden's running mate. They'll tell you Senator Harris was tough on crime when she served as San Francisco District Attorney and California Attorney General. The truth about Ms. Harris's record is revealed in the book Profiles in Corruption. Tough on crime? Investigative reporter, author Peter Schweizer, contends that Harris refused to prosecute prostitutes and investigate the alleged cronyism and corruption involving City Hall and Mayor Willie Brown's political machine and perhaps one of Harris's most egregious acts, according to Schweizer, was her refusal to prosecute Catholic priests accused of child abuse in San Francisco. Not a single one was brought to trial despite complaints against 40 priests. These are just several examples. You can read more on pages 13 through 45 of Schweizer's book. I'd recommend it if you want to be informed about this potential vice president of the United States. Tough on crime? It appears Harris was involved in selective prosecution and law enforcement in California. Investigate the facts and you decide, folks. Drain the swamp. It looks like a Harris vice presidency may bring even more cronyism and more of the same to Washington politics. Well, that's it today from the Global Lane. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Parlor, and Twitter. And until next time, be blessed.